This is Press Play on 89.9 KCRW. I'm Madeline Brand. Time now for film reviews. We have a new project from a Cohen bro. Just one of them, not both. It features a high-stakes road trip caper. We also have a trio of international films from Japan, Turkey, and Italy, ranging from toilet scrubbing to the hazards of European migration. Here with us, our favorite critic couple, Alonzo Duraldi and Dave White, film critics and hosts of the podcast Linoleum Knife. Hello, you two. Hey. Hello. Let us begin with the Cohen brother film called Drive Away Dolls. It's directed by Ethan Cohen, and it stars Margaret Qualley and Geraldine Viswanathan as two girls who embark on a road trip that goes awry. We're here for the car. Wait a minute. You call with a drop-off in Tallahassee, and then these broads come in and say they're ready to go to Tallahassee. They drive the car instead of you. Is that bad? Bad if they find the goods. Okay, this seems really fun. There are a bunch of cameos in this movie, including Coleman Domingo, Matt Damon, Pedro Pascal, Miley Cyrus. But this seems like just a standard and fun road trip buddy comedy with two young women. Alonzo, tell us more. I wish this were fun, Madeline oh. Brand. Uh, this this movie, uh, the comedy dies. Um, you know, Quick, quickly, quickly. Uh, you can just no. sort of tell early on that something is off. And and you know, this is Ethan Cohen, who with his brother Joel uh, has definitely. I think their wheelhouse includes these sort of deadpan screwball comedies about somewhat inept criminals. You know, whether it's uh, Fargo or uh, Raising Arizona, you know, this is the kind of thing they do well. But to do their kind of comic timing requires timing, and it all seems to be off here. So, yes, Margaret Qualley and and Geraldine Viswanathan, both of whom are extremely talented performers, uh, play best friends who decide to leave Philadelphia and make their way to Florida. They wind up with a car that has the the briefcase in it. The briefcase is the thing that everybody wants. They don't know it, yada, da da. And uh, yeah, this this movie just does not ever come together in a way that's entertaining. Uh, whoever cut the trailer for this film should get an award because the trailer makes this movie seem like a lot of fun. It and does. then the film itself does not deliver that fun, unfortunately. Oh, what a bummer. And Dave, is this because Joel is absent? I wish I knew the answer to this question. <laughs> I have no <laughs> clue what went wrong and fell apart here. Um, but uh, the word Alonzo used a couple times just now was off. And that's the feeling that you get through the entire uh, short but very long 85 minutes. Um, here's the other weird thing about it. This film has a relationship to queerness, okay? And though one of its screenwriters identifies as such, that feels this this film's relationship to queerness feels in its execution somewhat off as though recognizable human behavior held no meaning at all. And that's not nearly as important even to a queer viewer like myself than the fact that it didn't make me laugh like Alonzo was talking about and coming off a 2023 that had wild queer comedies like bottoms and Dick's the musical, which honestly neither trafficked in any sort of recognizable human behavior either, but that dared to pull out all the stops and be brazenly weird. Uh, this just feels like too little too late. 
Let's move on to what may be the polar opposite. It's a movie called About Dry Grasses. It's a three-hour epic about a teacher reassigned to work in a remote Turkish village after being accused of abusing a student. Okay, so a woman there named Nure says, it seems to me everything beautiful in this world gets stuck in the webs we weave before it ever reaches us. Wow, that seems very grim, Dave. Tell us more about this movie. Okay, well, uh, as you said, it's from Nure Bilgeselan, who is an internationally acclaimed Turkish filmmaker. Um, And let's not sell the time, the running time of this one short. It's not three hours. It's three hours and 17 minutes. (laughs) Do you feel every minute? Nope. When you go to the to the royal, okay. to the Lemley Royal, to see this movie, dress comfortably because you're going to be sitting for a while. Uh, it is a story of teachers, public school teachers, assigned to rural eastern Anatolia, where it never stops snowing, and the troubles they encounter. Now, to try to explain more of the plot would be to explain all of the details of a novel to you, because... It is uh, that kind of movie. Now, Ceylon's films have been called novelistic before, and this one is no different. It's got multiple characters, details, digressions, lengthy philosophical discussions about making one's place in the world and how to do it without losing your soul. Uh, But that is all lost on the main character uh, played by uh, Denis Selilolu, a character named Samet. Uh, He is an extremely difficult man to like. He's petty and condescending. He's vindictive. He's duplicitous. He's a jerk who seems to be unable to stop himself from being a jerk. Now, do you want to spend that much time with this person who's a jerk? You do, (laughs) because it does not build to a specific climax that leaves you feeling like you spent time learning more about humanity with a warning of how not to be. I cannot recommend this film highly enough. I know the running time makes people go, oh no, and it's in Turkish too? No, thank you. But you'd be wrong to reject my my urging here. It's the kind of movie that reminds me why I love going to movies, to watch people do nothing and have endless conversations. Oh, I love that. Okay. And this director, he won the Palme d'Or for his film Winter Sleep back in 2014. And the actress in this movie won the Best Actress at Cannes last year. Alonzo, what did you think? Yeah, I'll tell you, this three hours and 17 minutes flew by in a way that the 84 minutes of Driveway Doll certainly did not. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, Dave totally nails it. It it does feel like you are curled up with a really fascinating novel. This movie needs that time, needs that space to breathe and give you incident, but also character and conversation. Um, You know, it touches on politics, not in a specific way, but just in the idea of engagement with the world. And are you going to be somebody who sits around and complains about things? Or do you believe in your power as an individual to make a change in the world? Yeah, you do have this lead character who is this smug narcissist. And The movie isn't necessarily built on taking him down a peg, but it is built upon understanding where he comes from and understanding all the ways in which he is wrong that the other characters are trying in their own different ways to sort of point out to him. Um, The sense of place is so powerful. It is this very sort of off 
far off kind of real rural area of Anatolia, but with these breathtaking mountain views. And and yeah, I, I just found myself completely wrapped up in this. It's like a book you don't want to put down. All right. About Dry Grasses, playing at the Lemley Royal in Santa Monica, beginning Friday. Next, we have a Japanese movie that follows a man who cleans public toilets for a living in Tokyo. We see him doing this unglamorous job, but also taking pleasure in life's little moments of joy. This movie is by Vim Vendors, and it's called Perfect Days. All right, so that's from the trailer, and you see the toilet cleaner named Hirayama telling his niece, Nico, next time is next time, now is now. And Nico repeats that, now is now. Alonzo, this one is nominated for Best International Feature at this year's Academy Awards. What did you think? Uh, it's extraordinary. Uh, Hirayama, the, the lead character, is played by the great Koji Yakusho, who was honored uh, as the best actor at last year's Cannes Film Festival alongside the lead actress from uh, from About Di- Dry Grasses. He is uh, a maintenance guy in Japan who goes to uh, a service to clean uh, public restrooms in Tokyo. These public restrooms are gorgeous. Yeah. There's such a beauty and utility. Um, they really take their public spaces seriously. And in fact, it was the beauty of those restrooms that inspired Vim Vendors to make this movie in the first place. Um, Vendors is also uh, a longtime acolyte of the great Japanese filmmaker uh, Yasujiro Ozu. He did a whole documentary about his films and the actors in them. And uh, like Ozu's films, Perfect Days is very much about the quotidian, you know, people's daily lives, the small moments. It's never about these big, giant, dramatic turns. And so we see Hirayama get up every day and look up at the sky every morning with a with a sense of joy and fulfillment that I could certainly never pull off in the morning. Um, <laughs> and he goes off and he does his work. And, you know, sometimes he he uh, interacts with, with some coworkers or with members of the public. His niece visits at one point. Um, in his off time, he likes to read. He likes to tend to his plants. He likes to take pictures. And this film is about the the joy and the fulfillment of labor but in a subtextual way it's also about that the those laborers need to be compensated you know we live in a country now where so many people have full-time jobs and that's not enough to pay for uh, housing and food and the basic necessities and here you have a character who works hard you know, finds fulfillment in that work, but also has time off, you know, can recharge his batteries by pursuing his hobbies, can, you know, eat out and uh, interact with friends. And so the movie gives you this beautiful sort of totality of a life, uh, a simply led life, but one that is uh, no less fulfilling for it. Dave, what did you think of Perfect Days? Alonzo's right. Uh, I love this. It's about finding contentment even in the midst of maybe difficult circumstances or difficult people around you, those things will always be in your life. But barring, you know, extreme circumstances or crushing poverty, there's a certain amount of choose your own adventure in the world. And you learn what you want from it, even if it includes a bit of hiding out from too much interaction with other people like this character. And you focus on what brings you a sense of peace. Uh, And this often feels like the subtext of lots of Vim Vendor's films, a sort of debt to a kind of secular spirituality 
You know, I get the feeling that hanging out with him is like being a member of a left-wing hippie Catholic church that did folk masses in 1972. That kind of guy. <laughs> he has been very prolific lately. Yeah. Good for you, Vim Vendors. Perfect Days currently in theaters. Last we have the politically relevant film Io Capitano from Italian director Matteo Garone. And this is also nominated for Oscar for Best International Feature from Italy. And it follows two Senegalese refugees on their journey to reach Europe. All right, so here is Seydou, the protagonist, and his cousin. They are in the middle of their journey. They're in Africa. Seydou consoles a woman who's dying of exhaustion. His cousin yells at him, have you lost your mind? If we stay here, we'll die in the desert. Dave, this is based on the real migrant crisis, the real journeys of African migrants to Europe. And what did you think? This is a harrowing uh, film, uh, and it is at times a, a difficult uh, watch as as you said um it's about two teenage boys uh played by Sedou Sar and Mustafa Fall they want to leave Senegal they want to go to Italy and along the way they encounter exploitation abuse torture uh near starvation as you said the script is based on real stories from migrants and refugees who've traveled from Africa to Europe and the brutality that they have faced on that path now in spite of its occasional detours into fantasy dreamlike sequences. Uh, and in spite of the fact that I said it is a difficult film to watch, a lot of the most horrific details were left out. Director Matteo Garon was talked about wanting to make sure that it didn't go unseen. And if that stuff had been in there, it may have been too much to take. Um, it joins, I think, other migration stories, you know, from cinema. And I think that at this point in history, at this very moment, uh, our decision as viewers to hear or ignore the stories of people who have no choice but to leave and quite often no place to go, no place taking them, I think it will make or break our ability to call ourselves decent people. Um, this is a good movie that is worth watching. Know that it's tough, you know, going in. Uh, because the difference between you and a refugee is luck. Yeah, luck, accident of birth, and all sorts of stuff. Alonzo, this is directed by Matteo Garone, who did Gamora, which was also kind of hard to swallow, but took place in Italy. What did you think? Yeah, he's definitely not holding back. I mean, I, I guess he is holding back. A little, I mean, to a certain, to a certain little, extent. yeah. Um, and it, this is not entirely the the same uh, refugee narrative that you might know from other films. Uh, you know, Seydou and, and, and Musa are not forced out of Senegal because of war or starvation. Uh, you know, uh, Seydou's mother wants him to stay. There are opportunities for them to stay, but they think that there's more opportunity, better opportunity to, to support their families if they go to Italy. Um, and it climaxes in a harrowing crossing of the Mediterranean that finds notes of humanity and inspiration amidst a terrifying voyage. And so it's not, you know, there are moments where Garonne finds places to maybe flirt with uplift, let's say, in a film that is obviously going to be devastatingly tragic. 
Well, we've had three out of four winners today. That's really almost a record, I would say. Almost. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Alonzo Duraldi, Dave White, film critics, and they host the podcast Linoleum Knife. Thank you both. Thank you. Thanks. KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.